and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Aaron LeVar. And welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the royal engagement. We're also going to be talking about the Grammy nominations and how it was rap and, and R&B artists who are kind of leading the pack this year. And we'll also be talking about a big loss to the Manitoba music community. How was your week, Jen? It was, uh, it was personally, it was good ish. So I'm trying to like ramp up my physical activity because I right. was noticing that the old sad, the seasonal affective disorder, mm-hmm. um, started uh, hit, hit me earlier this year than it usually does. I typically get it. Um, and yeah, I think just because it snowed so early. So I'm like, yeah, it's been yeah. cold for a while. Already. Yeah. yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to try to like, doesn't help. The sun goes down at like three o'clock. Honestly, like that <laughs> makes me miserable. Beautiful sunsets November, but not at, not at, not at four. Yeah. Not at four. Um, but I don't know who made up the dirty, dirty lie that exercise staves off menstrual cramps because I'm here to tell you that it does not. I, yeah, I, I'm assuming it was a man doctor. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't work. It does not work. No. Nope. And if it does work for some people, um, can you please fill us in on what exactly you do that helps with this? Yeah. This pain. It just, it hindered. I felt, I was just like, <laughs> oh, now I hurt muscularly, but also uterusly. <laughs> speaking of pain, speaking of pain, I got my eyebrows done this week. You d- And you put out your neck out. <laughs> my neck out i'm just like falling apart <laughs> between the two of us we're quite a pair i know i couldn't turn my head to the left yesterday it was horrible every time my shoulder checked it was just like shooting pain through my neck and my back but I, I, i'm a little bit better today and your brows look good thanks they're, but it was painful they're red but <laughs> 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 so i don't i'm not i am not a high maintenance person when it comes to sort of aesthetics mm-hmm. and 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 hair and makeup and yeah. things but I was like, okay, I feel like half of the reason why I'm not photogenic is because my eyebrows are like terrible, like caterpillars on my <laughs> forehead. So I went uh, to this place and this lovely woman walked me through all the steps of like how to find where your arch is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And then she so like politely asked, like, do you do this to your eye? Do you do that? I'm like, literally, I have not touched my eyebrows since I was 12 years old. <laughs> Like, I do not maintain my eyebrows. Right. So, I am sedentary about my eyebrows. <laughs> do you know how to use an eyebrow pencil? Absolutely not. Like, what is an eyebrow pencil? I <laughs> always feel like I look, like, wild with <laughs> eyebrow pencil. Like, because my eyebrows are already, like, unlike you, who you are a ginger. Yeah, I have blonde eyebrows. I have black eyebrows. So, I mean, you can see them. They are there. <laughs> yeah. But I find that I need to get them shaped, like, usually, like, once a year, and then I'm good. You can and maintain just, like, it. Pluck yeah. the yeah. But I, I, I am loving this, like... Brooke Shields like oh, yeah. era thing that well, is she a was, trend. She she was so sweet. I love I love this lady a lot. She goes, oh, were you growing your eyebrows out? I'm like, nope, just never once <laughs> trimmed them. She's like, oh, they're very full. <laughs> like, 
thank you. I guess that's a compliment. I know. For something it's uh, on your face. It's kind of like caring for a succulent, like benign <laughs> neglect, you know, benign neglect, benign uh, neglect. But uh, I also, I have to wax. It's a cactus on your face. <laughs> I have to wax my upper lip because I'm Italian. So <laughs> that has to go. But I do See, that myself. I would almost prefer that. And we'll move on in a second because I'm sure this is not <laughs> the most interesting conversation for everybody else. But because I have blonde hair, I don't see it on my face. Mm-hmm. And, but then all of a sudden you'll turn and the sun will hit you at an yeah. angle. And you're like, oh, I oh. have a full out mustache. Yeah. But I just can't see it until the light hits it the certain way. So I would rather know what's on my face than I be surprised. get a single chin <laughs> hair. Whisker? <laughs> like an old lady witch like whisker? Like underneath? <laughs> that... <laughs> That and I'm gonna be gross and I apologize, but it really looks like a pubic hair. <laughs> <laughs> Say like it's just like it's a whole other <laughs> texture, and I never notice it till it's like really long, and then I pluck it and it's fine. Deal with this today. Oh so, gosh, you know grooming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We found out this weekend that we lost a very important member of the Manitoba music community, Eric Irwin. Yeah, who uh, is, was the mayor of Dauphin. Yes. But also basically the mayor of Country Fest. Yeah. Like forever. Like for like 20 something years. Yeah, he started it. He founded it. He ran it since it started and he was always at the helm of it. So yeah, uh, he died unexpectedly um, on vacation in Florida and it kind of it hit both the music community and I think just the community as yeah. a huge shock. Yeah. Um, but Jen and I have both uh, yeah. had interactions with him through our work. Yeah. I covered Country Fest um, in 2014, I believe. Me and photographer Boris Minkovich went to Dauphin. To Dauphin. Yeah. And uh, that was the year it just poured. Like it just, <laughs> it rained for like, so there was like me and like my full on like Gore-Tex and like geared up and there's like women in bikinis and jean shorts. <laughs> um and uh yeah, Eric took took us around the site on his yeah. little like go-kart and explained everything and he's just such a lovely man. Yeah, and what is really interesting about Country Fest, because I think people really focus on the fact that it's kind of a notoriously party hardy kind yeah, of festival. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The economic impact of Dauphin's Country Fest is bananas. Yeah, it really is. It's only like ten million in like 2014 yeah. like I had a list of stats with my column on it and like they bought like like it funded a movie theater it funded like jerseys for well, the yeah, hockey team like half the town yeah like basically all the proceeds from country fest went back into Dauphin yeah so it was also like this amazing community venture right. too that he was behind so yeah. Yeah. and country fest will continue as far as we know as far as we know yep and, uh, um, but we just wanted to pay our respects and say that Eric will be greatly missed. Yeah. Yeah. Also in other rough sad, news. Sad, terrible news. Yeah. So the uh, post-media tour star switcheroo. I don't even know how to explain that deal. It was just well, sort of yeah, like. Well, yeah, there was no money. Yeah. We're just going to exchange a bunch of newspaper titles and, and then, then shut them all down. And then shut them all down. Yeah. Um, so that includes, um, it affected a lot of small communities in Ontario. Yeah. But it also means that Metro Winnipeg is done. Yes. As of this week. And yeah. Metro Ottawa, I believe as well. I think so. Yeah. Um, so both free commuter dailies and, uh, you know, we know a lot of people that work for we that do. paper. We and, do. And uh, yeah, anytime we lose a publication, whether it's 
physical paper. I mean, newspapers are obviously having a rough time right now. But anytime that we have a, one less news source in mm-hmm. the city, it's bad. It's bad. It's bad and it stinks. It's bad. Like it, diversity of news is so important mm-hmm. and local news is so important. And yeah, it's just, it, these, these hurt, you know? And just the when you have so many titles that are owned by the same company. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of realizes the fear. Like, everybody assumes that this kind of stuff will happen when a, mm-hmm. when one or two companies own everything. And then it happens. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, I was scared of this for a reason. Well, our colleague Graham Bruce pointed out on Twitter that two of the only papers that could mention this on A1 that aren't owned by either Post Media or Torstar, like major papers, were the Winnipeg Free Press and Globe and Mail. Yeah. So that just really puts into stark relief for me how many papers are owned by two companies. Right. And how much of the same news is getting filtered through. Yeah. yeah so yeah. there's loss of 300 jobs. Like, obviously, for reporters, it sucks. But I'm also thoughtful of the people who got up at, like awful o'clock to pass out those papers oh yeah and fill the boxes and yeah and who were so like you know cheerful and charming when you ran into them it was also a job that a lot of people with like you know intellectual or developmental disabilities could do Mm -hmm. um so that's also a big loss as well Mm -hmm. um from a community perspective so so yeah it's just it's it's rough it's rough it's rough everyone support your local paper even if it's not us please (laughs) (laughs) we uh (laughs) Yes, subscribe. Subscribe. But also subscribe to us. <laughs> but too. also subscribe yeah. to us. Um, <laughs> I think this is a segue that a lot of people are using just because okay. the world is a dumpster I'm ready. fire. I'm ready. And so I think people are looking for like shiny distractions. Yeah. And that's why the royal engagement is like, everyone's like, thank God, something. <laughs> you know, I'm not a, I'm not a. You're not a royal watcher? I'm not really. But for whatever reason, I feel very endeared towards this story. I think, I think a lot of people do. So damn cute. I think like, they I, look at each other, yeah, and their eyes light up, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, this is what a prince romance is supposed to be like, according to Disney. I know, and it's the Bible of children's <laughs> romance, right? Like, I think, uh, yes, in many problematic ways, which yes, we of course. But I think you're right, and I think the reason why people are like kind of glom on to these stories, and mm-hmm. I remember when, like, you know, Will and Kate oh, got and Will married. And Kate, yes. Um, people would stay up all night to watch the wedding honestly my favorite thing about that is like yes wedding dresses are gonna have sleeves again that yes. was honestly the best upshot yes. of that i was like thank you i'm done your wedding dress this. didn't even have sleeves though it had like cap sleeves it was not a strapless dress that's true it was not sidebar if you say hey i would like a not strapless dress they will literally be like here's your choice here's your one option <laughs> not anymore though not I, anymore because, of, because i think Kate. largely thank you very much Kate. yes praise be um but yeah i think uh there is still that kind of royal romance princess prince and it's also the fact that he's marrying a commoner well a (laughs) commoner well that they would call her they would call her a commoner because she's not part of royal bloodline or whatever yeah yeah but yeah they're very and she's american and she's biracial which i know she doesn't like it's she hates that it gets brought up so much but it's a thing and a fairly outspoken feminist yeah, which I'm pumped about this on so many levels. Yeah. So um, hilariously, I can't remember what publication this was in, but people were tweeting it. Someone asked Kate for her opinion. And uh, <laughs> I know what she meant to say, which is like, we're so thrilled. We're very excited. 
it's a happy time for any couple, but it really seemed like, what do you think about like your brother-in-law? I'm happy for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's, she's pregnant. She's got other things to worry about. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm always like, and I felt this way about Kate too. Like I'm always a little bit like fearful, like, Oh, that's, that's, that's a hard life a little bit. Oh yeah. Especially for someone like Megan, who has not grown up around that. Yeah. And there was a little 15 minute or 17 minute interview that was posted. I can't remember which news outlet in in England did it, but that was one of the questions that the reporter had asked her was like, did you really understand the scope of what you were getting yourself into having not grown up around it, having not grown up around that culture? Yeah. Like she's like, you ready for this girlfriend? Like super naive, did not have any idea, but we've kind of like figured it out and it'll be okay. So because, yeah, like, I just think about all the pressure. It's particularly, and I think with, you know, the anniversary of Diana's death being mm-hmm. this year, it's kind of also top of mind, but mm-hmm. so much pressure. Because in the UK, of course, You're just the royals watched. are a tabloid fixture. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, I think that's less to a degree in North America. And certainly even more less of a degree in the States because they're not. Well, yeah. Not a, a commonwealth. A commonwealth yeah. country. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. good luck. We wish you well. Not that you care, but, <laughs> but congratulations. I, I hear the big days in May. So yeah, yeah very, very exciting. <laughs> uh, let's talk Grammy nods. Oh yeah. Grammy yeah. nods. So that's other exciting news this week. Yeah. So um, Jay-Z is leading the pack with eight nominations and there are a ton of R&B and hip hop artists who are up for some of the major awards, like record of the year, album of the year, single of the year. All that kind of stuff. So it's a very exciting time. Wow. It's almost as though the Grammys are recognizing that diversity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's appalling that it took to 2017 for this to be a thing, but. But it also but doesn't surprise. It rec- It kind of, it echoes what has happened with the movie awards, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, it's good to see. And, it, and sure. I also, I don't feel that it's sort of, um, and I mean, it is intentional, but those albums are very good albums. Like, mm-hmm. they're not just nominating these albums for the sake of it. Like, they're very strong albums. For sure. And I think I think it's good to see, um, especially because for a long time, hip-hop was the malign genre, right? Like, even look how the Junos handled it for so long. Like, mm-hmm. they, if they had a category, it wasn't televised. Like, right, right. You know, things like that. And sort of, I think the more we can see artists kind of get out of the genre boxes yes that's also 100 too because why why can't a hip-hop record be record of the year right you know what i mean right. like there's there no, no there's no reason, no reason. No. same same with the junos why can't an aboriginal or indigenous record be album of the year right you know so so if you haven't listened to these albums that's jay-z kendrick lamar uh childish gambino who else man don glover's having a great year oh, i love don glover so much so much that record is amazing yeah, I, it. I think that's the only one I've heard from those ones. Oh yeah, I'm remiss. Yeah, I was. Well, I was telling you before we started rolling that because <laughs> uh, you have my old job. I feel like I haven't had to be as like mm-hmm. plugged in. Yeah, so I've kind of like stopped knowing everything about music and started knowing everything about TV. Well, now I'm in the album of the year mode. So yeah, I've really started to ramp up my listening schedule. Yeah, trying to like cram in all these <laughs> albums that have been buzzed about. And yeah, typically when the Grammy nods are announced that's when i go back and yeah revisit listen stuff. to what i've missed or haven't i made a list of everything i haven't listened to yet and it's about 80 albums deep so i gotta oh yeah it's crazy get to step in a 
as always, we end the pod with what we're reading, watching, and or listening to. I know Jen is doing <laughs> some of those things. Sorry, you leaned in with your hands clasped like a librarian. And it, was, it was funny. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm going to do watching and reading. Double feature. Yeah. Um, watching. I've already talked about Smilf, but I'm going to talk about it again because it's getting so good and if you're not watching the show you need Sorry, to be what, watching it what network is this on again i believe it is on showtime okay um but yeah it is great it's about a, a single mom to a toddler mm-hmm. who's navigating like being super poor in boston right okay and uh the latest episode could be i don't want to spoil it but it could be like a standalone short film and it's very topical in oh, this, check it out in this a post Weinstein era. Oh. Um, reading, I am reading Tom Wilson's book. Oh. So Tom Wilson is a Canadian musician, mm-hmm. um, who many folks will know. He's, he grew up in Hamilton. Like he's been around. He's toured, toured hard. Um, but he had a revelation about his family a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Or he learned he, uh, in his 50s that he was actually adopted. And the oh woman that he thought was his cousin is his mom. <gasps> and that he has predominantly Mohawk heritage. Whoa. Which he was not aware of. That's incredible. He's like raised as an only child and blah, blah, blah. Oh, wow. And like now so has siblings. So who raised and, him? So Bunny and George Wilson. Who, uh, who I, I... But they're not blood related to him in any way? They, they adopted him. So I okay. think... Uh, I can't remember if there is a relation somewhere. I don't, I'd have to like, yeah, it's kind of like a comp, obviously complex complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his mom, bunny seems like quite a character, <laughs> but if you know, Tom Wilson's work, like through Lee Harvey Osmond or any of the other like mm-hmm. stuff he's been involved with, um, you know that he's a gifted storyteller and I talked to him for a story that'll be running next week. Um, and he said, it's funny cause he didn't think of himself that way. He just kind of talks and sings about stuff <laughs> um but this book is really it's not just a great story because obviously it's great and when you know his publisher heard him tell it on definitely not the opera they're like okay this, this, this is, is the a book. book yeah um it's also beautifully told so i highly recommend it it's called beautiful scars make a good christmas present mm-hmm. for music and book lovers on your list perhaps and he will be at mcnally doing oh, okay. um an event um that I believe is on that Sunday, the 9th, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> but it will be in the paper. So you can, you can. And also you could Google it. And also you can Google it. But it, there will be a story, an interview with Tom in, in the in the free press. Cool. Cool. As always, you can find everything we're working um, on. Hello. What are you working on? You are you having to talk? You skipped my <gasps> reading, watching, and or listening to It's Jen. because I did two. You're jumping the gun. It's because I did two. And then. Well, now I'm going to do three. No, I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> you skipped it. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I have been, even though you don't care, I'm going to tell you anyway. I do care. I care deeply. <laughs> I have been catching up on Jane the Virgin on uh, Netflix. I was going to say YouTube, not YouTube, <laughs> Netflix. I didn't realize I was so many episodes behind, but then Netflix was like, oh, you have new episodes in a show of a show that you watch. And Ooh. I was like, oh, I'm caught up. And then I, looked, I was like, no, I'm definitely not caught up. I'm like 20 episodes behind. Did you watch the show all along or did you just get into yeah, it or no i was i started watching it when it first came on netflix the first couple seasons okay. and then i started watching it as it was on tv it's in my queue i haven't started it, it is yet. so good um it, i know that it's kind of can be a deterrent because it's formatted like a telenovela so it's very dramatic and over the top and a kind of cheesy um and the premise the main premise is that the lead girl jane gets artificially inseminated by accident 
Uh, and she's a virgin. So she's a pregnant virgin, basically. And that's sort of the story that ca- is the catalyst to all these other. Right. And it's very much a soap opera. There's so many things going on that you cannot possibly explain to anyone who hasn't been following it when you're five seasons in. Like, just yeah. forget it. So Ooh, um, five seasons already. eh? I think, yeah, four or five. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I'm catching up on that. And and the writing has just gotten so good and it's so smart and very topical and very quick and witty. And it's makes me laugh. It's very funny. Um, so I would recommend that if you need like a sort of a light show mm. to watch. And then I'm also about to start watching the next season of My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That is another show that I people keep telling me to watch and I keep meaning to watch and have oh my it. Gosh, it is so, so funny. Again, another like female driven comedy, a musical comedy, actually. Um, and I haven't seen the new season, but I've read some stuff about it. And apparently it's, you know, really, uh, strongly tackling issues of uh, mental illness and depression and things like that. So I'm interested to see how they've approached that because it is very much a comedy. So cool. Yeah. I'll keep you posted on that one. Yeah. Okay. Now do your spiel. Now I'll do my spiel. Um, well, what are you working on? I'm going on holidays tomorrow. So I'm not working on anything. Well, I'm there. They'll be on Saturday. There'll be my holiday concert roundup. Uh, published in the paper and I interviewed Janelle Nadau who's um the harpist yes from originally from uh, southern Manitoba but lives in Vancouver now and she is releasing a Christmas album of like holiday classics but they're more acoustically driven it's really beautiful actually so cool um that kind of will be the anchor of the piece and then there's information about a bunch of other shows going on in yeah there's lots of Christmas shows so many so many holiday shows if you live in Winnipeg or even if you don't you can come here and see them um yeah what are you working on uh i'm also working on in addition to the tom wilson story i'm also working on um a piece about an exhibit that's opening at the canadian museum for human rights about um just the evolution of how we communicate with each other oh that's cool um but i'm focusing on a woman who works in museums in the states and she's made a dress that response to hashtags like and the twitter address the twitter address so i did an interview with her which was really interesting and it just kind of got me thinking more broadly about the role of a museum and how um it can kind of go beyond just having artifacts mm-hmm. in a display case which is important but what are some other ways that you can engage with people so yeah, cool yeah um, as always you can find everything we're working on at winnipegfreepress.com you can also follow us on social media i'm at jen Zarati on twitter and instagram and i'm at naya rabble on twitter and instagram and we will see you see next, next week, week.